Hi and welcome to another edition of Recruitment Thought Clouds and today's a very special edition as I'm joined by the CEO of Hamilton Demo. Uh, Ivan, can you hear me okay? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Um, thank you very much for joining me. I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, it's still quite early where you are, isn't it? Yes, it's it's early, and uh, but I I've been looking forward to this, Jamie. So, um, you know, uh, I, having a little bit of technical issues this morning, so I'm hoping we can uh, we can have this uh, discussion with uh, with few, if any, technical difficulties. Thank you so much for having me. You're more than welcome. More than welcome. So, uh, obviously, I'm going to ask you to uh, speak a, a little bit more about um, you know what Hamilton Demo uh, are doing. I know you've been running the business for the last few years. Um, just for those of you listening today, uh, I was quite drawn to Ivan's experience. Um, you know, before that, you actually done a lot of work um, around diversity, diversity in the the workplace. Um, is that is that how it all came about, and why you decided to to go into it and start Hamilton? Yes. Um, so, Jamie, let me <clears throat> let me tell you. I'd like to share with people. I was um, I was born in Haiti, so being of Haitian descent coming to the United States at a young age, uh, diversity has always been a big part of my life. And then as I embarked into uh, my sales career at Career Builder, becoming um, uh, a sales rep um, for enterprise organizations, helping them with their staffing and recruiting, uh, I had the opportunity to step into a role as a diversity specialist for the region. And from there, it just kind of took off. Uh, I, I made some connections, uh, built relationships, and uh, e even more, more so, uh, I had my mm. colleagues who I worked with often ask me to join them on their sales calls and their meetings with their clients as well. Uh, we were all focusing on, on organizations from uh, two or 3,000 employees all the way up to a million employees. Wow. So, yeah, so really it's the Fortune 500s of the, of the U.S., of the global uh, Fortune Fortune 500, uh, et cetera, uh, and, and also had opportunities to work with, with many private companies of uh, that had a large employee base. So that's how it all started, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. And as you mentioned, I, I uh, decided to go out on my own with my business partner, about three and a half years ago. And uh, it's been a great, great decision so far. Okay, okay, fantastic. And obviously, we're going to talk a lot more today on uh, diversity and inclusion. But just for those people who, you know, haven't heard of Hamilton Demo, you know, just give us a, a bit more of a flavor and feel for, for the company and, you know, what your speciality is and the types of clients and companies you work with. Yeah, so really, my specialty is in diversity recruiting. And I, I can uh, um, talk a lot more about it, but really what Hamilton Demo tries to do and tries to position itself is to be uh, someone or a company that can provide those strategies. So we do some project work for organizations. We also assist with the placement of diverse candidates and, exec and uh, diverse executives as well. So we really can, can help with the um, recruiting talent acquisitions strategies from rec to term, uh, from the hourly 
uh, hourly positions all the way to the boardroom. And what, what sort of challenges are clients facing when they come to you when they need to you know hire a more diverse workforce i mean what are the types of problems um that you hear on a day-to-day basis yeah well you know uh jamie it even starts before that i i think a lot of companies understand what a diverse workforce can bring to their organization i think they really know it the 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 problem or the obstacle is how to get there Right. And then so one of the first things I I ask my clients when they come to me or when we have a discovery call is first share with me how you and your organization defines diversity. Right. Sounds like pretty straightforward stuff. I'm sure I'm sure others that have come come before you and that you've spoken with share the same sentiment. Uh, It's very hard to aim, aim your your resources if you don't know what you're aiming for. Right. So I have an example. Sure, I, yeah, I worked with uh, a few companies and and they're um, one of the companies I worked for was with limited brands. And if you're familiar and your listeners are familiar with limited brands, uh, they own, uh, amongst other brands, they own Victoria's Secrets. And I've worked with some other ones. Uh, but when I go when I go to limited brands, their idea of diversity is very different than a Kroger or a Procter and Gamble or a Macy's Uh, Mm. uh, limited brands is 90% women of their employees. Right. So their, their definition of diversity was more skewed towards having male representation and military representation there. Right. As well, as well as uh, other cultural backgrounds and racial backgrounds, but that was the priority. The priority was attracting men to their workforce, right? So really getting a good definition of what that company strives uh, and defines as being diverse for them. And it can have some different nuances even within different departments within an organization. Then the next challenge or big obstacle is really um, trying to get them to do something that or things or approach the the recruitment in a different way than they have been doing right so for example as well uh if a company has been recruiting and they deem that they've been recruiting in a successful way but they still have their demo their internal uh representation the way that it is they need to really do something different to attract different types of candidates Right. So that's also a barrier. You, you have recruiters that are used to doing things the same way, posting their yep. jobs in the same places, going to the same databases to to identify potential candidates. Right. So as as um, many of us know, the diverse candidates that companies look for don't really don't really play in the same sandboxes as um the the majority of the population right they they like to go and play and express themselves uh on sites or associations where people um where people look more like them or or they feel like they're they're in the same company so that's what those are the types of things you got to look for well that, that, that's true uh, and actually i've i found that my myself um in my career um it's just um, uh, whenever you engaged with uh, a company and they do understand that they've got a diversity problem, 
the the first reaction is results driven. Okay, well, you know, find more women, or let's find people from um, the, a minority that is underrepresented in their company. But there's no actual kind of thought process around um, how they go about that. And also, the the solution isn't always as easy as people think. You know, some sometimes it can be something as um, uh, as like a, a the brand itself could be um, overwhelming to people from a um, you know an underprivileged segment of society. Uh, so that could be scaring people from actually applying to that company. Have yeah. you have you experienced that yourself? Yeah. Yes. There's. I mean, you've touched on so many things. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of different nuances, right? So for for a company that. You mentioned socioeconomics. So for a company that is looking for someone uh, from that demographic, the way that those individuals may express interest in a role may be different than the traditional type of candidates that, that, they're, um, that they've been attracting and hiring, right? Also, yeah. let's look at it a different way. Um, people over 50 are now um, a, a very much desired uh, demographic to come into an organization. So now uh, people who, who are 50 plus, 55 plus are a desired, uh, a desired group of candidates. So how many of those people are comfortable filling out um, an online application on a career site? Most, most people that age desire to just download a resume or just maybe even email. So how many, imagine this, if you do things the same way that you've been doing, but you want to attract uh, those that are 50 and older, how many of them really abandon the process once they see an application form online that's going to take 20, 30 minutes, right? So little things like that, you got to do things a little bit different. You have to approach things a little bit different or a lot bit different. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then you have to go, you, you have to go to places and where, where you may not have played before, um, different sandboxes, different neighborhoods, etc. So if, uh, if someone's listening into um, this uh, podcast, and, you know, whatever, whatever diversity problem we've got, whether it's age, whether it's, um, you know, sexuality, sexual orientation, um, religion, background, whatever it is, what would be a good starting point? Um, you know, they've never had to, you know, approach this type of thinking before. Um, and inherent in human behavior is this kind of, um, un unconscious bias, right? You know, if we've got a team of people that are all similar and we're telling them, well, you know, we need to bring some more diversity into the team, um, this can obviously take over and actually, um, what managers, hiring managers, and you know, heads of heads of talent people, um, will have difficulty in trying to, you know, train and educate and you know, bring that into fruition i mean what would you advise other as a good starting point um when people were kind of approaching these types of problems within their organization yeah well jamie great question you alluded to it uh before um i would first advise them to to know that this is not a quick fix if you think you're going to solve the problem within a few months or one year it's more than likely not going to happen this is Definitely a journey that uh, you you will embark on that you're going to have to commit to. It's a com it's 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 definitely a commitment. 
but there's a lot of rewards at the end, right? Um, so that would be my, fir my first piece of advice to candidates. Now, there's, there's this, um, there's this well-known secret here in, in the United States that people often forget. And really, uh, it, the secret is that there are not enough qualified people to fill all the roles and all the job opportunities that are out there, right? And then when you talk about diversity, the, the problem is even greater, right? So you, you have to keep that in mind and you have to, you have to understand that, that you're not the only one competing for, for that talent. Um, there's a, there's a lot of people trying to distract. Um, as we know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of our, our desired diverse candidates that are living more in urban areas. Um, yep. and you know, they may have, they may not have even thought or given any, any, uh, had any desire to, to move away from where they are. Right. So the second thing is really to think about how you present your company and your opportunity to the candidates, right? Because if if you've been recruiting in your neighborhood, if you're if you're the employer of choice and you've been filling these roles with the same people over and over again and you're and you're trying to um, attract these these individuals, you're gonna have to consider the geographic attraction as well. Cause you're gonna have to um, maybe reach out further geographically than, than you used to. Um, not just job boards and associations and, and different resources that way, but also geographically. So how do you track mm. someone from Atlanta, Georgia, which is a very metropolitan uh, area, one of the most beautiful cities that I've ever been to, but how do you track, um, how do you track someone from Atlanta to go to uh, a rural place in Kansas. Yeah, you may have, you may be a large company, but but the but the job is going to be in Kansas, right? So how do you track sure. there? Um, uh, that that actually brings uh, reminds me of a story that uh, I had a, a former client who was in um, who was in a very rural area. Uh, and they were trying to attract doctors to this rural to this rural area where they had a very very uh, progressive healthcare network, um, and they couldn't really get any doctors to to come and and be part of the network and join the team because no one wanted to go to North or South Dakota, right? <laughs> and of course, yeah. right. But um, what they figured out is that they had a very they had a very impactful story to share with these physicians and surgeons and their story was very community based and to their to their uh, to their pleasure you know there was excitement once these once these physicians and surgeons learned about the impact that they would have on the community um, more often than not these doctors couldn't wait to come on board right so so in that scenario, it was more about, you know, what the wider impact of what their role could do within the community by actually going to that particular location and doing their job. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you, you actually, I'm just going to kind of pick up something you'd said, because this is actually really, I think this is really um, crucial because, you know, ultimately if we're going to um, enable business to be completely diverse and inclusive, um, you know, for all their hiring and in their teams, you know, this, what we have to do is get hiring managers on site. And, you know, we certainly work in a, a very um, talent short market within engineering, within software yes. development. Um, so, you know, naturally the, the first, one of the first objections I can hear people saying in my ear is, um, you know, we can't find these people anyway, let alone find somebody from, you know, um, taking into account you know, socio-economic factors um, or underrepresented um, talent within the organisation. What would you, what would you, what approach be, and what would you say to you know hiring managers um, in terms of strategy and actually kind of winning them over and enabling um, and championing diversity, even despite these very clear obstacles um, in that type of face that we'd face. Right. Well, I, Jamie, I would tell them the first, uh, the first challenge is just realizing that you know, something needs to, something different needs to be done. I think that key, that's a uh, theme that keeps popping up. Right. So that's the, that, that's the, that's the first step. And once you have the first step, you can't just not do anything. That's n really not an option. Right. Um, you, you really, you really need to come up and shake things up. Right. You need to kind of get your, get your head, um, uh, peek out the window and see what's out there. Sit, sit and uh, um, get the lay of the land. Also, we, you have to, you have to think about if there are so few people, uh, if the talent is that difficult, uh, then you're just going to have to find a way to compete with the other organizations that are actually attracting those, attracting those people. Right. Um, so that's something that I think a lot of organizations forget about not just in diversity recruiting but in recruiting themselves um it, when you're looking when you're looking for individuals to express interest when you're looking for talent you can't just rely on putting a sign or an advertisement out there and having people run to you because there's for there there are tons of other opportunities uh for individuals to express interest to right so what are you doing to kind of get yourself out there because the because it's very important that candidates read and listen and know about your opportunity imagine all those uh, all those candidates that will search for a job go through their process with whether it's on the job job board going to going to an employment center etc and how many of those candidates that may be potentially a good fit for your organization, but they never even read or hear or know about your opportunity. What are you doing right. to yeah. make sure that you that you find and express yourself to those candidates so they can make a decision if it's if it's beneficial for them to even express interest. Uh, I think a lot of organizations um, are very frustrated that way. Um, when I first started, Jamie, uh, there was a lot of attention that was focused on an organization's employment brand. 
Uh, that's something that I don't really, I don't really hear a lot of anymore. Uh, but that's definitely something that uh, that individuals um, and organizations should really, really. Uh, I mean, I'm constantly saying, Ivan, how important uh, employer branding is. You know, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm constantly talking about this exact thing on social media because um, the more often than not, I mean, this is obviously. Um, maybe a subject for another time but just kind of touching on it um you know employer brands can actually affect your diversity um uh, and your ability to you know be inclusive and attract a wider pool of talent you know you could have um uh, a problem with your brand and how that's perceived you know within some sectors of society that's that's completely um true yeah 100 percent. i actually um, I was recently with um, uh, having dinner with some friends whose daughter is graduating uh, college here soon. And we started talking about the same thing. And you should have seen her eyes um, open up like it never occurred to her to even to even look into other organizations in her mind. She was she's looking for Google, Apple, Netflix, those types of companies as employers. Well, what about the other 10 million other companies out there, right? (laughs) So yeah, we're talking about someone 22 years old heading out in the world. Um, So she's gonna, she's gonna learn a lot. But I think it starts from there, you know, that it's um, that employment brand is important on every level. Uh, And she could be a great fit for many organizations. But in her mind, she uh, she she hasn't even made the connection, let alone have the awareness uh, to to that point. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I'm assuming that whoever's listening into this will have um, will be at different points of their you know diversity hiring journey. Um, so one question I do want to um, you, Ivan, is that um, you know do does everybody get it that comes to you um or are there people you know very early that may be from you know the sea level just giving directions to the talent acquisition department for example look we need more diversity and they've never had to think about it before does everybody understand what that means um or do you get clients um that may have different interpretations of how they actually go about it. Yeah, so Jamie, um, great, great question. Um, You know, when I, again, when I started way back when, right? (laughs) But when I started, uh, (laughs) conversations often included the head of HR, chief operating officers, even CEOs and presidents, right? Uh, And I'd say even today, when you're able to have those conversations in the C-level or as high up as you can get, there is a very immediate connection and understanding of what needs to be done very quickly. The connections are very quick. Um, I think I find once we have those conversations, we're able to move quickly and get things done quickly. The other side of that is often we're coming in somewhere in the middle. We're not coming, we're not starting the conversation on that high of a level right? We're, we're starting it at um, a manager level or someone who's a director. 
not not that there's not that um they're not trying their best but i think that's oftentimes where uh the lack of connection and continuity and understanding happens right i i think there's too much focus on their processes how they're going to have to change things up to accommodate there's too many there's too many um uh conversations and thought process around the nuts and bolts of it rather than just getting it done um and i find that in my personal experience that really what stalls a lot of action um with companies yeah look, i think i think you've raised a really good point there i mean in your experience um whether you're a small company or maybe a, a large um blue chip how important is it to actually involve different departments to get them all together singing off the same hymn sheet, you know, from PR to marketing to HR and executive level, you know, how important is it that everybody kind of works together in their own capacity to actually achieve that type of oh, outcome? Very important. Everything from the adopting a new process or a new wrinkle in your process to having everyone be on the same page and kind of striving for the same thing. Um, I I'm uh, recently worked with an organization that uh, we're looking forward to doing great things with, but the CEO, the message came down from the CEO that everybody had to get on board. Now, let me tell you, Jamie, it's, it's an amazing thing to see. And that's where, um, uh, the message and the signaling and the direction really needs to come from. Uh, for whatever reason, I think it's human nature more than anything, but everybody has their own agendas. They're trying to do their own thing. And, you know, that, that's kind of like the, the, the business world, right? You, you want to make your own mark. We, we all get it. But when the, when the message comes down from the CEO and you have everyone contributing to uh, to the same thing, it it really makes everybody's life easier as it pertains to attracting diverse talent. Um, everyone's commit, everyone's committed, everyone is vested, and everyone is keeping their eyes open for opportunities to attract uh, the the uh, talent that their company needs to to grow and continue to be sex successful. Uh, and what would you say if? Um be it a graduate or just a, you know, a, a professional at any level of hierarchy is from an underrepresented segment in their own business, in their own company. What would you say to them, um, you know, if they, if they want to, you know, spark change? Because sometimes it isn't always necessarily um, driven from the top. You know, people from within business can can make these um, these changes. What would you say to, to them that, you know, they feel maybe that they're a little bit powerless? How how do they get their voice heard to yeah. in that change? Wow, Jamie, that is a great question. I don't think I've ever gotten that question before. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind to me is um, maybe starting a group. Um, I know we call them different things. I call them ERGs. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever type of resource group and it can be, you know, we've, we've seen it in the past, especially after 9-11, where in companies where there were um, mothers of veterans in companies. Uh, also here in the last 20, 25 years, you had a lot of um, single mothers or 
or families where both parents work. So they were uh, um, um, parent groups that helped support each other, um, whether that was after, um, you know, doing things after school uh, to support these employees at work, etc. You can do the same thing with um, diverse groups. If you feel like there's an opportunity to attract more attention to to your to your core to your aura that's definitely um, a great way to start and i'll tell you that hr would be very open i i can't really think of a company that i've ever been to that that wouldn't appreciate and welcome that because if you're able to do that and especially if you're if you're a top performer they want people more like you right so we want deep diversity but really um, the easiest way to start that is is what we visually see. And usually if we see someone who's successful, we want to replicate that person and bring more people in just like them, right? And if if they sure. can if they can start with a, um, a resource group where they're bringing and attracting others not only from within the company, but connecting with those outside of the company and and attracting potential talent, and bringing awareness and building that that employment brand to that organization, I think HR departments will always welcome that, always with open arms. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, uh, and I think you know, there's been lots of um, lots of developments within the diversity agenda, just from a um, a broad point of view. Um, I think a few years ago, we was looking, it was all about awareness. You know, people had started to talk uh, about this. I think now we've moved away from that and it's about implementation. Where do you see this unfolding perhaps in the next few years? Where Where is the evolution um, within diversity? Yeah, you know, going? that's a great thing. I think we're, I think everybody in this space is, is really asking that question, right? Um, especially during this pandemic and um, we've had social unrest here in the States, um, et cetera, it's really brought to the forefront um, conversations. So there are more conversations. So in the short term, I'm really looking to what types of action comes from, uh, from the, the current, the, the recent events, uh, both nationally and globally. I think we have uh, corporate America um, and the global corporate market has a, a phenomenal opportunity to do some great things, right? Uh, we're kind of at the tipping point there. Uh, so, yeah, Jamie, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think you're right. I mean, because I, I mean, I, I generally don't know the answer to this question, but in my mind, I'm thinking um, around issues around internationalization, you know, I see kind of a bridging happening and almost um, a diversity divide where some companies are very progressive and other companies, you know, need to catch up. And I think it's the progressive countries that really need to, to lead yeah. the way um, and and showcase, you know, this to the, to the rest of the world yes. um, about, and I think, you know, larger macro factors will affect that in terms of, output and um uh, and everything else that that comes with you know 
operating in a in an inclusive team and environment. But um, I mean that that would be, I guess, my my mind's view uh, if I was to think about you know where it would go and uh, how it would yeah evolve yeah because you're years. you're right because that progressiveness there are con- not just countries but there are companies who have actually done a really good job for years right and they have they have reaped yeah. the rewards of having that they they have committed to the journey and uh, I'm I'm hoping that other companies aren't scared to follow and draft behind uh, those companies that have have had success right why in my mind i i don't want my competitors or other companies whether they're in my industry or not to reap all the rewards of and benefits of this right I'd, i'd like to spread the wealth and i think we can and you know the the social impact of that can be tremendous how about you know we talked about socioeconomics we talked you know we're um, Hamilton Demo is a veteran-owned company. We talked about, uh, um, you know, diversity attracting uh, military and veterans as well. Yeah. How about those individuals that that become aware of a company and consider a career in 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 a field that they've never even thought about or didn't know that they that existed previously? Right. I love hearing about that uh, about those stories. Uh, Oftentimes you hear uh, about opportunities to, to learn more about uh, technology. Uh, you know, Salesforce is a big one where you can learn how to uh, uh, be on Salesforce and be a developer on that platform. And it has provided huge economic careers for people, right? It, it's uh, here in the States, uh, starting salaries are pretty, pretty hefty. Uh, just for someone who yeah. just got their Salesforce certification. Financial industry. I, I've i worked with several financial organizations looking for financial advisors, and they really covet those individuals that come from different areas, right? Nurses, um, engineers, um, uh, trades. You know, those are individuals that they they bring us a different perspective to the role. And these people are often very successful and they never ever considered um, a a career as a financial advisor. So those are a couple of examples. And I think the, the, the trickle down impact can be very great in the future. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. And and I know we've covered a lot today and um, um, thank you very much. For your time, there's a lot of key takeaways um, in today's broadcast. I think for, for me, it's just about what you said earlier about being um, resilient. You know, even if you're working in a, a candidate short market and you're just after those skills and those hires, you just need to be resilient and actually stay focused on hiring a diverse pipeline of candidates you know, and not just looking for yeah. the quick wins because ultimately, you know, the, the business will suffer long term. And, you know, there are plenty examples, like you said, of businesses that are actually, they are doing it. You know, they are they are doing it. They are increasing inclusion. They are making huge strides in terms of their diversity efforts um, through their, their hiring protocols, even 
even with um, skills that right. are high in demand. So um, I think for me, that's that's the key takeaway um, from from what we've yeah, talked about here in the states. They call that they call that being intentional. And you're right; those companies that are being intentional and committed to it, they they are really reaping the the rewards. And um, let's hope that other companies uh, jump on the bandwagon, right? And uh, continue that for everybody. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they will. I've got every confidence uh, that they will. Um, but uh, thank you very much for your time. I mean, anyone that um, wants to have a look and check out HamiltonDemo.com, fantastic business, um, you know, and as you've heard today, some of the, the work, that they're doing with diversity is is quite inspiring, not just within internally within their own business, but actually the wider market and their efforts with other companies that they're working with. So I thank you very much for your time yeah, today. Jamie, yeah, it's pleasure. Been a pleasure. And uh, let me also invite you if um, if you're ever in Cincinnati, Ohio, please please give me a ring so we can uh, get together in person. Uh, it, it's been a joy to and a pleasure to chat with you this morning. I certainly may yeah, take you up on that someday. Um, hopefully when the, the yes, pan pandemic I'll is over. Forward to it. Cheers, my friend. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you.